Denver Rubber Company, guys, since 1972. It's a long time. 1972 is a while ago. But they've been providing the highest quality of products. Do you know how many years? <laughs> yeah, do, do the math real quick. Do how the many math. years is that? <laughs> highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, wow. molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. Snow is still here in Denver. Denver Rubber Company is your one-stop shop for anything that has to do with snow plows. Their blades can be cut to any length and slotted to meet your exact specifications. Check these guys out. These guys are awesome. They can help you out with a lot of different stuff. Call them today, 1-800-259-0010, or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR. Tell them who sent you. Over under two and a half more snows this this season. Under, under, baby. Uh, 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 I think we're. I think under we're under. Too, I think we've we've hit under Sam. No, we are definitely. You guys are all wrong. We're definitely getting more. I would. I should have set the line at four and a half. The thing is, they're all going to be these little teeny snows. It's like one inch of dust, and then the next day it's seventy-five. I still think we're under. You still think under two and a half? Well, we're close, bro. It's it's April first, man. Oh, no, we're going out like a lamb, my man. Ever heard of it? April showers bring like snowstorms. That's just how it goes in Denver. Then Junior over the hump. We'll find out. We'll find out. But welcome in everybody to the DMVR Nuggets podcast. I'm your host Adam Mattis, and I'm joined. Hey, Adam. Hey guys, I'm joined by an all-star cast here, seated to my top left as always. Always my top left. They always Zoom always categorizes us is that in the exact he makes same order. Top left, Eric Weedham. <laughs> I think that is why he's always in the Probably, top yeah, order. Yeah. I think we cracked the code. Uh, hey, hey guys, happy to be seated to Adam's top left <laughs> via Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> seated to my bottom right, not having a oh, great hair really? day. It's Harrison Wind. Oh, come on, bro. He's having a bad oh face day, but his hair looks <laughs> My popping. hair is <laughs> wow. so out of control right now. <laughs> no. You see what but, Brendan's doing for us? I'll take a screenshot a for the great hair day, an incredible hair day. It's Brendan Vote. Found out the secret to the Birdman Mohawk. You have to self-quarantine and stop showering. <laughs> Dude, wow. I think you, I think you could this could be a good part of your brand. If you just went as Birdman. Like if your like life was a walking homage wow. to Birdman, I think it'd be like I love this. Hit. It'd be a hit. Yeah, my brand needs a pivot anyway. So I would, <laughs> I I would like to um, give you two years off too for unspecified drug violations. <laughs> Harsh. Just keep paying me. I'll take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> so Brendan is doing a mohawk right now. His hair is actually really long. I never, I never. Your hair is always surprisingly long to me. Yeah, I, I didn't get a great uh, mohawk screenshot. If you could do it for me one more time. Yeah, another, sure, man. Another performative mohawk. Told Birdman about this technique, and he would have saved a lot of money on hair gel. Yeah, just gotta stop showering, dude. Yeah, what's the technique? Just quarantining? (laughs) Yeah, you let it get really greasy and just mash it together. I think we need we wow. need some kind of like hair challenge, Birdman hairdo challenge or something. To see I, think you, I, think you, I, I think you're like looking for the answer, but you gave it the right answer right away. We have, I know, have the Birdman quarantine challenge. We'll and to. the sad thing is that as we conceived of this challenge, Brendan simultaneously <laughs> won it. Like it's, he, it's an open and shut book. <laughs> now all that's left is for you to get uh, neck tattoos. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 
Why not? I'll just get Knucklehead. <laughs> oh, oh, yes! Man. Dude, I'm so into this. This is a great idea. We actually might just do that anyway. <laughs> no, like, really, regardless of what ha- what comes from this conversation, that's happening I, tomorrow. The future of DNVR five months from now when everybody's still quarantined and losing their mind is we're just doing like <laughs> dares for money. So it's yeah. just like, Brendan, who will pay Brendan $500 to tattoo his neck with, with uh, Knucklehead? We'll get some donor. Some donor. Make sure we redistribute that money throughout the company, it. though. It doesn't all go to Brendan. Hey, man, if he's going to get the neck tattoo, I yeah, think listen, half yeah. needs to go to him. At least half. At least half. Harrison, here, come on. Come on. Brendan's doing the challenge. He's got to get – I mean, your challenge is to just go outside for a little bit. <laughs> who, uh, who on staff do you think can pull off a neck tat, if anyone? Andrew Mason is probably up there. <laughs> yeah, Mason number guy. one, obviously. Yeah, I think guy, guy could pull off. Oh, guy could pull off a, a dude. If I in a if, I, I'm not convinced that guy doesn't have one that he puts a concealer over every day to come into the office. It's so good. He shouldn't though. I, you know, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna get a tattoo. I'm definitely. I'm definitely not gonna be a neck tat. I'm not that bold. What if a guy got a tattoo that had his name on it and it just said like guy on his neck? Wouldn't that be amazing and confusing for everybody that came across it? <laughs> I think guy's a good name. I guy. like that name. I like guy. Yeah, yeah. it works. That, that works really well. I don't. I could see Spano also pulling off a neck tattoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's what he probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. Removed. Yes. <laughs> that's a that's a shameful walk to the uh, removal place. It's like, yeah, this was a bad choice. You know what? I regret my neck tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I do regret. Would have seen that coming. I do regret it. I, I doubt Birdman regrets any of his tattoos. He seems pretty he thrilled. Keeps adding with it. to them. If he regrets it, he like does it, He goes about it in the wrong way. Do you think Birdman would have been as popular slash successful had he just not had any tattoos no and way. shaped his head? Not a chance. Like, no no chance, right? Not a chance. Well, not only you. I mean, we we actually have the evidence for this. We have pre-tattooed and pre-Mohawk <laughs> Birdman. True. Nobody liked him. They just. <laughs> 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 His name was just Chris. Yeah. His name was just man. And if you didn't know <laughs> who he was, he was just that tattoo guy. You know? I, did, yeah. well, totally. I did love the moment when he checked out in the fourth quarter and there was the grown oh, man God. doing the like boom. Oh, but it so was like great. They, they were definitely about like seven Coors lights deep at the moment, just like oh, that's my, around. My favorite thing too is when they pan to the crowd and like uh, I don't know if you caught like Dirk Nowitzki um like fouled mellow, mellow or something or whatever. And yeah, then they, they were pan the out. There's a guy oh, in the yeah. crowd that's like, F <laughs> you all this. and you're like, really? Like yeah. really, <laughs> you know what? When you're feeling it, you're just feeling it, right? Exactly. <laughs> like you guys know how proud it. I am about being a big dummy. No, Eric, if you're that close fan. to a playoff game, if you're that close to the floor, I guarantee you that's you by the. No, end. no, I don't. Go, I never go that route. I never go like the like actually taunting them and like pretending I could beat them up. I I always like I told you my my go to is always you. Very suck. very mature. Um, that's very mature. I would just like scream. Yeah, you suck, Harrison. You me. suck. See how good that works? And it works regardless for any player. And it's always the right <laughs> call. Like you can just, you know, it's like not it's specific, true. but it's very specific at the same time. And it always cuts the core. Definitely don't <laughs> think that is true. I think that's a true evaluation <laughs> of what You just happened. probably black out um, when, uh, all right, so- when you're in those moments and don't remember anything.
That's for true. sure. I'm fair. I, I'm I'm man enough to admit that. The thing about crowds is, if you look back at the whole crowd, you're like, man, that was a great crowd tonight. But when you key in on like three people, you're like, dude, they're being a little offensive here. Like, <laughs> you know, no, we would have straight up got Utah level a, canceled. Yeah. <laughs> the beauty's in the macro, the ugly's in the micro. It's oh, an emergent so property. You can't yeah. you can't go frame by frame. A crowd <laughs> full of people screaming it looks awesome. One person screaming, it's like, whoa, it's like, dude, take a seat. <laughs> yeah, you're an adult, man. <laughs> <laughs> this was that was this one of the stories though I had of this game. So we're talking about game two of the second round. Nuggets take a 2-0 lead over the Dallas Mavericks, 2009. Um, and so the crowd in this one killer seemed like an all-timer, man. Seemed like an absolute all-timer. From start to finish, it was a this crowd was like cocky. They were mean. They were nasty. Like I think um mm, I like man, somebody wound up in, in right under the basket in the first couple rows, and you just like saw the camera pan back and everybody in those first five rows just like pointing at him and just yelling and stuff. <laughs> this crowd was getting after so it. <laughs> this crowd was after it, man. Um, some other notes from this one. So the Nuggets, if you recall in the first round, there was that stat that was like no Nuggets team has had a 2-0 lead in a playoff since 1985. There's really nothing row, more baby. disappointing than the than the history, uh, <laughs> stat, the historical stats <laughs> they gave you about the Nuggets. <laughs> so, this is the first time the Nuggets have played in a game. Well, and, do, you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well do you guys know um, who the all-time <laughs> leader in three-point shots for the Nuggets is? Uh, J.R. Smith. It's J.R. Smith. Who That's has right. Just fight. Well, if you want, just watching this series alone, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he lets him fly, man. He does let him fly. But it's crazy to think because he only played five seasons. I mean, Gary Harris is now past him in, in 10 years than like the amount of games he's played. I was thinking about this the other day. Jokic is on his fifth season. Melo only played, what, seven? 2003 through. Isn't that kind of crazy to think? Or, yeah, 2010. 2010. 2003 to two, yeah, 2004 yeah. really to 2011. But yeah, isn't that kind of crazy? Only yeah. six and a half seasons. So like, Yoke's almost reached Mellow in terms of like time in Denver. It's kind of wild. It's funny whenever people talk about like, is Jokic better than Mellow? And they're like, you know, he will be. But let's hold on. So it's like, dude, it's a, basically right. played about the same amount of time. Well, I mean, you know, wait a minute. Isn't that people when people talk to you? I mean, isn't that what you say? <laughs> no. It's like, I need to see Billups and Birdman drag him before I can accept him. <laughs> I, I want spicy Brendan. I really want spicy Brendan because you're the one that didn't really have any frame of reference for these guys, you know, so they're None. None. For, for their Nuggets tenure at least. So I really want the spicy takes because I put this out on Twitter. Mello had like six points to start the game and then he had six points at the half. And I was, so I was like, oh, he's heating up. He's cooking. And then he disappeared again. And it's just like, it seems like, I don't want to like belabor this point too much because he was, it, when he's awesome, the Nuggets are just awesome. Like when he starts hitting like he did in the fourth, it's just like, oh, it's a sledgehammer. But it is weird how it's just, it's like he comes in and yeah. out of the games, you know? Like it just You said this after in a row. like one of the games in the New Orleans series. It's the team and then Mello. It's the four players on the floor, yeah, and then Mello by himself. It's just nothing like watching, you know, O nine Wade with Miami or O nine LeBron with the Cavs. Not just talent, but just those. It was their teams from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, and Mello is kind of in and out. 
Yeah. He's, I mean, he's just the scoring specialist, which again, scoring is the most important part of basketball. It's the only way we determine who wins is who scores the most. So it's not true. You've clearly never been on, uh, on the internet. That is not how we <laughs> Well, actually it's by adjusted regularized <laughs> plus minus. If you look at, yeah. you look solely at that. Uh, per, 75 would, uh, per 75. Per 75. How old was he? Eight of 21. Uh, no, but eight sc- of 21. Yeah. And you want to know something again, where this is going to sound like it's so, this is what we do whenever we talk about like historically great players is we end up making them sound like they're garbage. Cause we just pick nits about them, but he had eight made baskets and I don't know, five or six of those were fast yeah. breaks or like layups yeah. or, you know, I mean like yeah. all of the shots he tried to create. I mean, he was like maybe one of one of eight of them. Man, he had some, he had some loud buckets though in the fourth, like when things were like really the, you know, the, the, the nuggets, we're starting to take hold and like really yeah. get, but they, uh, they have so many guys like that like momentum streaky guys and pj carlos had that great line at the end of the game love this line you know, some teams play worse when they're up big some teams play better and you're looking at a killer front runner team here in the so nuggets true. and it's true between momentum guys like birdman jr but then momentum scores like jr and mellow you know if one of those guys gets on a run at the right time they suck all of the air out of and all oh, the momentum, yeah. momentum out of the other team. Oh, and that's exactly and and so this is why. All right, we're talking about that now with Mello, maybe as a negative, but maybe there's a positive to it. And again, I keep tying the parallel between Mello and MPJ because I just see it. I just feel like MPJ's role at the moment and and probably his best role is going to be scorer. Just like oh, that's the guy that gets you 25 one way or another, no matter what happens. And those buckets are so loud to your point, Eric, like they just, they feel like the three he hit in the fourth quarter felt like it was mm. worth 10 points. It was just For like, sure. Oh man, that's yeah. huge. And I think MPJ similar. Like we all remember when MPJ would get like seven points in a row. It just felt like, like you said, the wind gets sucked out of the sails of the other team. I mean, a one man seven, no run, right? The, he, he is yeah. that type of guy and it happens in a heartbeat. And that's, and that does not mean like, Hey, our offense was clicking right for, for seven. It's just, no, one guy hit shots and stole the momentum and hit a switch. Yeah. Golly, I've forgotten about um, pining over and wringing my hands over MPJ minutes. Like, I, I, I really forgot <laughs> that that's like what my life had been all about up until, uh, you know, everything fell apart and we stopped leaving yeah. our homes. Um, and now we're watching the 09 Nuggets. <laughs> Can we rewatch that Indiana game? We should, man. That game yeah. was so great. That was such Yo, a fun one. I, I think that our next uh, DNVR watches should be last year's playoff run. So we get like real full context. Like, oh man. Watch it again, like leading it into this season. So you can really see like, oh wow, they looked better than I thought, or they looked worse than I thought. And right. like, you can either give credit to this season or discredit mm. it further. That's smart, Eric. Hey, I am smart. Thank so, you. Yeah. Wow, what a <laughs> characteristic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm actually with you on that. <laughs> would you would you anticipate that if we rewatch that right now, you would be more impressed by the 2019 Nuggets or less impressed, Eric? Oh man. Uh, so I remember that first series against the Spurs just being an absolute slog in that you just, anytime we had a watch party with the, oh, at, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at the view house, like it was a Oof. terrible game. Yeah. The Nuggets lost uh, the wind. I mean, there was just no excitement. Like nothing was happening. I, I was sure we were going to lose. And then the games we won were just like so incredible. So um, I think I would be, more impressed with this year. I, I think I would be impressed because I would see how consistent they had been. I think we'd be think, pretty unimpressed 
with with last year's playoff. Yeah, <laughs> the Spurs were not a good yeah, that's team. What I mean. The Spurs were not a playoff <laughs> team last year. Yeah. And Denver. Uh, you know, I'm going to push back on this a little bit. Only here's one. Here's my one defense. The Spurs were, you know, they obviously weren't a great team, but the Spurs teams are always sneaky better than you think because every year under Greg Popovich, they're better over the final two months of the year. And that included last year's Spurs team. I think they were top 10 offense and defense, like since the all-star break or whatever. I know it's a smallish sample size, but it follows the trajectory of every Greg Popovich team. Like he, he more than anybody is willing to sacrifice losses in November and December because it may, yeah, if it makes your team and better, it's a tough April. place to play too. San Antonio is one of the toughest places to play, especially in the playoffs. But I mean, the Spurs, like Denver, was such a better team than them, and we all know the Nuggets. I know probably should have lost Game Two, and probably would have lost that series in five, definitely six. Yeah, they could have. They could have won Game One, though. I mean, again, I, well, look, sure. I'm, 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 I'm just trying. <clears throat> I don't think this is a black and white thing. That's the only thing I'm trying to get at here. I, yeah, I, think, I know, but to to Harrison's point, though, to like. It was something weird about covering that Spurs team in that series. They almost were done, man. Like, I don't yeah. even think a single guy on that team thought they were going to win a title, you know? Nor did they and, really care to advance. It seems right, like. right. The playoffs. I mean, like, Popovich was giving, like, end-of-season pressers after every game. I'm like, yo, you're, like, up yeah. in the series. They made the playoffs. Yeah. That was the big goal of that team last year. Like, sure, they it would have been nice to advance, but the right. big help was in the playoffs. And then the Portland game in the Portland series. Portland, better team than San Antonio. Lillard, McCollum, oh obviously. But remember how many Portland had in that yeah, game sucked. too? They sucked. <laughs> the injuries. How many what? Like how many big men they were doing? Oh yeah, that yeah. Series? Obviously, no Nurkic, no Zach Collins. Enos Cantor was oh, eating the God. Nuggets alive in the paint was, for like the first two games. Then he can we it. revisit? Can we just revisit the top social media moment of that series where Enos Cantor posts the oh picture of herself on the on the table, talks about how he, oh no my freaking, god, what was it like? Everything was freaking like no. Yeah. The, the top <laughs> social media moment of that series was us tweeting out the broken jumbotron. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so good. That Dude, was so game good. seven that when we beat the um, Spurs was like one of the best days of my life. Really? I mean, it really yeah, was. That was like, the top I got, moment. Of, I got like, like an amazing seat. What? Since 2009? Yeah. Yeah, man. I got an amazing seat. <laughs> like, I, uh, it, the, the game just went like so perfectly. It wasn't like stressful going down the stretch, but it was like stressful enough. And then when they won, it just felt like such sweet, uh, devote or su- such sweet revenge or revenge because we made uh, such a big deal about uh, going at Nick Wright. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> we were like, oh my god, we were like at a I national stage. One. Like we had no, we didn't. You didn't want it. We had to have. It. We had to have it. The Frog <laughs> City, the whole Frog account, City thing would have really. Uh, we needed the. Uh, we needed that one. You're right. So close to the ultimate victory. No, but you would, I think, see the absence of some things we're seeing in this 09 team, which is like a no. We're the two seed, two seed. Like we're up two zero. You know, this has nothing yeah. to do with you. Yeah, no doubt about it. I think if we went back and rewatched it, we would be very impressed with Jokic and Murray and very unimpressed with everybody else. Because, I mean, I think as a team, I think we'd have been very unimpressed. But those two, I mean, they're the reason. They're the reason that the Nuggets didn't just get destroyed in all of those ones. Um, this So, actually, Harrison, why don't you take us to, to have a quick break and then we'll pick up on the other side. Yeah, guys. Breck Brew, uh, right now, they've expanded their delivery radius. So, they're delivering to a lot more places in Denver. Unfortunately, I'm just outside their delivery radius. So, 
can't even. Yeah. <laughs> Are I'm you just really? outside? Like it cuts it's off in, in the middle of downtown. I'm just outside of it, so I can't get. Uh, do, how strict do you think that is? Do you think you called and placed an order? They would like. I'm sorry, sir. This uh, map I'm uh, looking well, no, at. I'm from DNBR, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna get the five dollars. I don't know if you dollars. heard of me, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm in the radius, baby. Oh, I had the barbecue, barbecue platter so for uh, oh, yeah, watches yeah. over the weekend. Dude, it's unbelievable. As good as uh, yeah, so you guys can give them a call 303-803-1380. They've got their farmhouse menu online. And yeah, order up uh, some delivery. Also, you know what's so good? Sorry. You know what's so good about what they have and uh, others don't have? Um, <laughs> Harrison, no one, no one wants to hear these reads. Let's make it fun. Uh, so when you get the wings at the Breck Brew <laughs> Farmhouse, uh-huh. they, they smoke their wings oh, yeah. for a long period of time. Like most places don't smoke their wings. They fry them and then they'll like coat them and... Uh, they make a point. They like smoke them the same way they would a brisket or something. And so it has like that deep smoky flavor. So, I would listen to a cooking with D line show. Would or you watch it? Yeah, I would for sure. Oh. Do you know how to cook? I do. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm Dude, let's make a YouTube cooking show. Come on. Do you guys want uh, spaghetti? Oh, spaghetti. Oh, mom's yeah. spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, guys asking us who should get the game ball. Let's JR, decide live. JR on the podcast for sure. Together. Ooh, I like oh. mellow. Mello shot eight of Mello? twenty-one. I know, but like he really made a big impact when it counted down the stretch. I think it was I think no, JR yeah, it was won the game. High plus twenty-seven, twenty-one points, six of ten from the field, three of seven from three. Well, no, she, oh. yeah, Mello's Mello's buckets were important because that's when they pulled away. But I do think JR was probably the bigger X factor. And it's not just the thing about it is even last week, last game it was Birdman it's the bench it's just a combination of all the different dudes off the bench that do all these th- even anthony carter they all just do something and but I was tonight, told anthony carter was whack he looks pretty good no he's still whack no Come he's on, you're just he's not whack he's not he's not awesome but he's not whack but here's what he here's what he is he has a two he has a tough moment coming up and it oh, it, it defines him and that's what told. I, it sucks, man. I'm aware. That, that's all yes, people Anthony, remember Anthony him for. Carter. And, uh, He's playing yeah, like Anthony high Carter impact was a minutes. Great yeah, man, in 2009. Like compare him to uh, James specific. James Singleton, <laughs> who's the Mavericks eighth man. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, sure, great, yeah. great point. Great. Hey, man, yeah. that's the difference. <laughs> that's that's the biggest difference between 2009 oh, yeah. and today, if we're being honest. Is they showed the graphic there, Carter. Singleton, it's the battle of the eights. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, if you look, if you compare 2009 to 2020, the almost every team has a pretty solid sixth, seventh, eighth guy, like somebody that can do something really well. In 2009, there are lots, but the Nuggets have one of the deepest teams with the Hornets, the Hornets eighth guy, Dallas's eighth guy. It's pretty rough. I was man. saying to myself this whole game, <laughs> and this was the same in game one. It feels like these games don't really start until the bench comes in, you know. It's like the yeah. exact again, another exact opposite of the current Nuggets squad. Listen, this current Nuggets squad, I swear, has a good bench though. They have so many good bench players. They just, they I just know. Just we were remember how out. effusive we were about the bench early. They're on. gonna we're be like, the best oh, in the NBA. We're like, oh, the number one bench. I mean, why, why are we even talking about this? They number should one have been bench. Monte Grant. I should have been Beasley. My God, <laughs> oh, no. the Nuggets bench is now starting in Minnesota. <laughs> I think that we're already completely haunted by the Beasley trade, and we're not even officially through with the season. I know you. I know it keeps you up at night. (laughs) Absolutely does. 
Beasley was fun. You know why? It's it's. I think it has a little bit to do with that. Like yes, he, he is one of the funnest Nuggets. So it was another like in tr- Wancho too. So it's like you're getting rid of some of the fun. And what do you replace him with? Like guys that aren't even playing. It really what and you replace him with is Tory McRae, the least fun guy on the team. <laughs> so it's it's extra it's extra brutal. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Here we are. It's crazy Lord. to think. It's crazy to think we traded like the most joyful fan favorite off of the bench for a guy that literally threatened the coach. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, Eric, we did right by him. Yeah, right. <laughs> did right by Jordan McRae. <laughs> to like Phoenix or something. Right? Detroit. What did he end up Detroit? I don't even Phoenix. Know. Oh, he, I Detroit. thought he went to Phoenix. I, mean, I think Phoenix wanted him, and then Detroit came in. And, oh, yeah, it bidding, really was. Bidding war. <laughs> bidding okay, war but if there's, no, if there's no playoffs at all, maybe that trade comes back around as well. They got to pick hey, I, they could. It's so true. If you only had to get, not have Beasley for like 10 games, it's like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, all right. Now take and there's first. no playoffs. Yeah, for yeah. real. Best <laughs> trade ever. <laughs> you didn't even make it through uh, your reads, did you? I made it through a no, third not, of not our reads. Barely one. <laughs> a third of our reads. Okay. Go on to read number two. What's read number uh, read two number for us? Read number two Cedera. to Strava Craft Coffee. Oh, is that CBD infused <laughs> CBD infused coffee that That's really changes life? That's the one. Changes your life. You can try it at some uh, coffee shops around town once those open back up again. And you can get it online for twenty percent off using the code DNVR twenty. Twenty percent. I want to know. We never we get so many Breck shout outs. I don't want to see the Strava Craft shout outs. Where are the Strava Craft shout outs? These are local. Fight buy for Denver, everybody. Denver. Buy local. They're, seriously, buy local, man. This is a big this is our big push right now. And obviously because it benefits us, but buy local. That's uh, Strava Craft. All of our sponsors. That's why that's why they're our sponsors. We're a local yeah. company. So and and you know, D- Denver is the sum of its parts. You know, like we don't want to see anybody hurting in our city. We don't want to see anybody when we finally get to go back outside that is, you know, like the, the, the that's in complete ruins financially because things have nothing to do with what they were that you know, it's not like they made a mistake or something. Yeah, it's, no one deserves this. No one. No one. Yeah. So it's important to just remember, you know, if you still have the means and you still have a job where uh, money is still flowing. Like it's, it's kind of incumbent on you if you care about the city in which you live to make sure that others are, are, are also fed. Cause it doesn't always have to be great. Like cities aren't always good. There's been cities that have risen and fallen in there. I remember, I, I remember a city that, what, that was not that cool and it was called Denver, Colorado. <laughs> right. That's true. It's true. Uh, Eric, can, you, cool uh, can you make a All right, what else, fight song? Yeah. Denver fight, <laughs> like, fight, fight. <laughs> That's He's it? the art guy, actually. Yeah, I was trying to think of this, this fell under his umbrella, but it probably doesn't. But imagine if well, it's good guess. So, I think I think we it, need to make lyrics for the uh, funky music. But imagine, the funky imagine intro music. If we had oh, a we are the world, but for Denver. Let's do it. <laughs> we are the world. Oh my god. People would love that. Very relatable content. Yeah, How yeah. funny is it that that was like a big cultural moment? And like now you look back on it, and it's just oh, like kind of goofy. Me? It's awesome. People we try it again, and awesome. they just get dunked on. Yeah. This, this is, is how you know. Add it to the list. We have <laughs> the list. 
<laughs> we this is like this one graphic. of these things though like you just kind of understand the the state of the world when certain things happen when you're like that is so corny but like the world was just like in a place where like they just needed did things to yeah. be corny and like they uh, needed to just like hug each other because things were crazy it's like after vietnam and all that stuff we're gonna yeah. definitely have a moment like that when this is all over we're all gonna and it's out, gonna like, be at the dnvr bar oh my god singing, singing like piano man or something oh, that's VR bar I'm never leaving once that. Oh, dude, I'm gonna go on a bend. I'm gonna go on a bender. You know what's gonna suck is that when it's just all of us in the bar all the all, all the time, and customers come and there's just no room for them because we won't leave. <laughs> but that just kidding. That's not gonna be a problem. Come on down, customers. Yeah, right. Are you kidding? I keep thinking about like this thing ends. Like, say it drags out two months, and then we get to have a big like watch party. I'm kidding oh me. It's God. I already have that marked down for being like boom, boom, party, pow, party of my life. Can't uh, wait. For I, it. Boom, boom. Yeah, Here's we got one. One more read. <laughs> this this average ticket. Yeah, it's about minutes. another local company that uh, we got to support these times because they are open. They are an essential business. Are you talking about these times we're in? <laughs> the times that we're in, I assume, is what Mile High Green Cross is still open. They are essential, essential service. An essential service. Essential. And uh, you guys can still receive 20% off of your entire purchase once per month when you sign up for their loyalty program. They're on 9th and Broadway. Check them out. Support these local businesses, guys. Uh, and the ones that are, op- that are open, they're all we've got right now. So stay behind them. Good job, Harrison. Great, great way of pushing through that one. Um, so back to this game. What other notes do we have? JR, I mean, I guess we should talk about JR. JR really does giveth and taketh away. Are you reading and my Loser Timeline giveth, right Giveth game. <laughs> yeah, those are way it? Was it really? I don't know if I'm following. Word you. for word. Really? <laughs> I, yeah, you, you should unblock Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> this is a total like how this stuff seeps into your subconscious, isn't it? Because I, sure, I do not recall that, but I'm sure that's 100% why I said that that way. Plus you're a content stealer <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I'm just mining other blogs for... <laughs> no, but the, the, uh, lower left. the play that Harrison. I was talking about, remember right before halftime, JR was absolutely on fire, and usually you'd give it to like Chauncey for the last shot of the, of the first half. But instead, JR gets the rebound and brings it up the floor. Chauncey is like holding his one finger up for one shot, literally for 20 seconds, as JR is dribbling <laughs> the ball by half court. And of course, JR goes too early, shoots it with like seven or eight seconds on the clock. Incredible. I forget who it was. Incredible. But, uh, was it Berea who had a buzzer beating three? Oh J- yeah, kid, 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 kid hits a three on the Jason other end, and I'm sure uh, Johnson incredible <laughs> after that one. So, so I have a take. Since I saw somebody asking this about it, but if Jr. if Malone was given Jr. Smith on and just say replaces Malik Beasley, he does not play any more than Malik Beasley plays. No, there no is chance. no chance. I agree. I agree with that. I agree too. Yeah, there's no chance. He would he would go in and go willy-nilly. He would have just his first like insane stint where the even the announcers are mocking his decisions. <laughs> yeah. And then Malone would call an immediate rage timeout, send him to the bench, and then Dante you know, Jones would get 15 additional <laughs> yeah. minutes a night. That's true, it's true. Or, or it'd be Tory Craig or uh, bro. Right, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, I'm just like, who is on the squad that could be like that's, that's not what I was be, thinking. playing there's no that one. would there's totally no one. be the Malone it's guy. Clayza. It's there's really no there's no because he kind of got yeah but he yeah, doesn't play any defense got, uh, either though. edged out during this series chucky no chucky atkins wasn't there i mean um, george carl was yeah, not playing with really all the balls, else, huh? i think we can say that pretty clearly 
<laughs> yeah, he wasn't gonna go there. Ronaldo, what are you doing? Um, is there what other notes? Do we have any other notes from the uh, the actual game part? I do have one game for us to play. I mean, Birdman. Really. Or oh, sorry, go uh, ahead. My only other. Yeah, go for it. You sure? You're smarter <laughs> than me. Go ahead, Harrison. <laughs> uh, Birdman was out of control in the first half. I think he altered four or five shots in the final two minutes of the first quarter. Uh, he was amazing around the rim, I thought. He's actually Dude. good. <laughs> He's actually a really good player. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like it, I remember this as a shtick from my, my childhood years, but it's not like a, a shtick. He is... He's a high and, um, player. JR, I was talking about the threat of the three earlier in uh, the first round, but the threat of JR's three, especially when he was hot, Dallas was trapping him off of some high ball screens, and then Denver was just playing four on three yeah. downhill. Like, that was huge. Yeah. My final note, I think I've enjoyed watching Dirk play more than anyone on any of the teams we've seen thus far. Um, he's so – Good. And I talked about how Kmart, you know, made that a sneaky good matchup. Well, an obviously good matchup against the Hornets because of the D West thing, but there's no positional defense for a hot Dirk. You know what I mean? Like your hand can be right in the face. And if he's feeling it, that shots in and, and, but also to see him with this dexterity and be this agile, um, just like what a ridiculous offensive weapon, man. He he's the best player in the series. And I don't oh, think it's even far. close. And it's funny because I don't know. Because I don't think yeah. he was talking. I'm telling you, we watch basketball and think about it so much differently. I think more accurately, just in terms of like what you know, actual value. I'm not saying we're perfect, but I definitely you rewind to 2009, and that just wasn't the conversation. And it's so obvious now. It's like, guys, Denver has four front court players that are very good that they're throwing at Dirk, and it doesn't matter. Like to your point, they're holding him to 30 something points instead of 40. Right. So that's and that's considered a win. It's like Ig- Iguodala holding. LeBron to a 30-point triple-double and winning finals MVP. It's like <laughs> it's impressive that they're holding him just like mortal. For sure. Like he he could have gone for 50 in game two. Like he had that kind of that kind of feel. He was yeah. he looks absolutely incredible. He has been one of the funnest yeah. parts of this first two games. I've got a note here. Yeah. It's that Nene Hilario misses an unbelievable <laughs> amount of dunks. Yeah, an unbelievable amount of dunks he misses. He also <sighs> scores a lot of points, question mark. Yeah, he, like uh, and his and his dunks are hard too. Like that's he, why he yeah. misses them because every about to say. Yeah. <laughs> trying to it's rip the rim off. To say. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did miss a lot of dunks though, and I remember that being one of his things. I uh, Nene has simultaneously been more impressive and less impressive than I remember him. This is about what I remember. Him, yeah, to be honest, he was great at times and also yeah. like, super underwhelming at times. His highs are super impressive, and his lows are just so like, what on earth? Why, man? Like, why? Yeah. Why? Like, why'd you travel there on a mismatch with Berea or right. whatever? It's just... But then he also has some finishes where I'm like, I literally didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that was really impressive. Nene, an interesting player. Um, I want to do this, Brendan, because you're the new guy. Um, okay. Do you have the roster in front of you by chance? I can have it in front. Yeah, of you. pull it. Pull up the 2009 Nuggets roster in front of you because I want to. I'll do this one first. I'll, I'll just. Uh, can anybody want to take a stab at the top five players in box plus minus on this team? Let's Harrison, see. why don't you, why don't you go, why don't you give us a stab? Um, in the, in the playoffs? No, no, no. Just, just uh, for order? the season. Yeah. Of guys that actually played minutes. So not, you know, Ronaldo Bachman, not, not yeah, those guys. Yeah. Uh, Mello. 
You're, are you trying to go in order from one uh, to five? I'll say I'll go in order. I'll go Chauncey, then Mello, then uh, Chauncey is correct. Oh, Mello like, is incorrect. Um, I don't think you'll guess number two. Birdman. Birdman's number three. Uh, man, Nene, which is, is really Nene? crazy to me. No, Nene number four. So it was Mello J- five. So it was Jr. Wow. JR. JR Smith, number two, box plus minus. Yeah, it's like on the bench. Yeah, it really is. You think about it, JR. Because the bench just dominated. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That's, yeah, it's I know Melo was. Yeah, and then Kenyon. Melo was Kenyon obviously the, the best true scorer on this team, but JR was a heck of a scorer, too, man. Like, he could just do stuff that <laughs> even Melo couldn't do with the ball in his hands. I'm yeah. kind of blown away at how. How much of this is like just us digging up that like Melo wasn't quite wasn't, what we remember? Melo was so underwhelming. It is so underwhelming. God, he really has been. I mean, again, the highs are just so high that they're like, I'm like but nobody else so can do that sporadic. stuff. But it is just so one of those sporadic. things. Yeah, they, are, they yeah. definitely are. Well, I mean, and especially, I mean, his criticism is coming uh, under this microscope that he was like our best player ever, and he was going to yeah. take us to the promised land, and we're going back to visit the Messiah, and like what could have been. And so it is funny to see, like now, uh, having Jokic come into our lives, where you see somebody that it truly impacts every corner of the game, every second that he's on the court. I'm just like, looking at what his that 2008, like. 2009 stats compared to the rest of his career. He was oddly really bad in 2009 like this is by far his worst year in denver probably but 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 i'm telling we talked about this a little bit on the last show i don't think it was bad i think it was like him not taking like actually being most level yeah like his is just so down and maybe they got further because he stepped back just enough. A hundred percent. Yeah. Chauncey got to take over so much more of the responsibilities. Um, okay. So I yeah, want and he had to like the, the third highest I guess we, or fourth highest effective field goal percentage, I think in 2009 too. So let's go in order here of most minutes played. And I just want to talk about if you are more impressed or less impressed than you expected. We'll start with Chauncey Billups. Eric. Much more impressed than you remember. Yeah. What, Brendan, yeah, more, too. more, 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 more. Th- this one's unanimous to me. It's maybe the number one story from rewatching this so far is I'm just like, wow, John Z was incredible. Probably the best player on the team. And just, um, the reason that this team is like noteworthy and written rememberable. Um, Nene about the more, uh, more for me, more impressed. I'm kind of with Harrison. Like he's kind of what I remember. Like I, this is. It seems yeah. like this is this mm-hmm. is what Nene was, right? Yeah. I didn't realize he scored in bursts to this extent, though. Like he's had some meaningful output. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you guys actually on this. I I do think it's more or less about what I thought, which is that yeah, he, like Mello, he looks like the best player on the court for three minute stretches, and you're just like, oh wow, and then he just kind of disappears. Um, Carmelo way Anthony. Less. Not way less, but it is. I mean, he was. I mean, I had T-shirts of him. I, I mean, he was like yeah. my guy, and it hurt so bad when he left. So yeah, I think it's less. It is. It's got to be less, man. Got to be yeah. less. Yeah, I think less as well. Jr. More, 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 baby. Yeah, totally. <laughs> to me, it's exactly how I remember him. <laughs> like, I mean, his highs are really high, but they we're giving. All of the things we just said about Nene and Melo are true of Jr. too. Like he's you're really, right. When he's yeah, good, he's really good. When, he, 
we haven't seen a lot of it yet though like through these games he's been quite good man yeah yeah he's had some highs he's definitely had some highs i still i don't know he's still just such a chaos like he just he's like flubber I guess that's a really old old reference, isn't it? Is that wow. a Robin Williams wow, reference? Wow, yeah, it is. You know what's wow. so sad? No, it, that's not even oh, – that is the Robin Williams reference is a remake. Like, yeah, the Flubber from sense. the 50s. Yeah. First of all, well, I'm a Flubber, I'm, so my the, life is – I'm referencing the Robin Williams one. I did not know it was a remake, so I'm not making a 50s reference. <laughs> oh, you didn't? All right. Well, yeah, Eric, don't be so damn old. Yeah, what do you people want from me? <laughs> uh, Clayza. Uh, I mean, what what could you what conclusions can be drawn from drawn from eleven minutes of play or whatever? I know he's not really playing that much, but to me, that's why he's lower than I thought. So one of my takes coming into this was, I'll bet Klaza should have played more because small ball this or whatever. But I did not think that. Like he's just he's not that dynamic. Yeah, he's kind I thought of he had a bigger role. Almost. Like he had a nice role in the first round, and then obviously got kind of faded out of the rotation here in the second. I thought he just played more. It's funny that JR has the rep for being the gunner, you know, like the only guy, because Clayson, I think, is the exact same shot selection. If he has the tiniest little bit of light, it's going up. He wanted to shoot. Um, I guess it sounds like from the silence from Brendan and, and Eric that Clays is pretty unremarkable. Like, you just don't have a thought about him. Yeah, I got to – I was in New Jersey in 2009. I don't have any memories of Clayson. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I was actually just looking up uh, Flubber. And I, I want to apologize. I just want to take this moment to apologize to everyone on this Zoom. The movie in the '60s was called *The Absent-Minded Professor*, and the remake was called *Flubber*. So it's, it wasn't a direct remake. So to say *Flubber*, you were right. It, the 1997 Robin Williams movie is the only rightful *Flubber* movie. That was definitely a clarification that was not needed. <laughs> I appreciate it. No one thanks you. <laughs> Anthony Carter. Way better than I remember. Yeah, I'm with Harrison there. I mean, I, don't, I really don't get this, like, diffusive <laughs> praise of Anthony Carter. Like, he's fine, whatever. He's just like a uh, – to Harrison's point, he's like you're good. He's like a, a solid eighth player, ninth player. Who cares? Who cares, like, dude? The bench has been the story of this playoff run. That's yeah, but not because of him. He's not because of him. He just is, like, though. not <laughs> – Oh, he's please. a total. He's a total tryhard. It is true, man. Like, it's but he's not that great. yeah. It's he's not as bad. I think he's not as bad. I think that's the point. Is that yeah. we remember him as the reason? He's like, he's yeah. a pariah he's very in the minds of he's very. Yeah, yeah. Except for it turns out. Oh, I mean, not, having him on the floor later. for oh, come minutes on. in a game two is different than having him throw the most important pass in the game in a game right. six. You're like, oh, come on, Eric. Don't use what we know to happen to judge what happens. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I'm saying like, we're, this is classic overcompensation. Like looking back to me, like, yeah, you know, that guy can really throw. You know what? Like, you know, <laughs> no, you know what? I'm going all in better than I thought. He's, I, but it, but because I remember him being atrocious and he's that's, not, but that's he's my playable. point. He's playable. Okay. He's not, he's, he's the weakest link on the rotation, but he's not that bad. Um, Birdman. So much. Oh, better. that's a strong more. The birds, the word. Bird is the word. Birdman is like a plus 50 in the series through yeah. two games, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what do you think of uh, the tweet that we got um, from somebody who I don't remember saying that the biggest loser of this 2009 rewatch is Mason Plumley? Oh, man. That's an interesting <laughs> one. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, causes, man. 
Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like big on this. Well, you don't really need a backup five in the playoffs as I watch a backup five swing yeah. series. <laughs> well, I think it's, it has less to do with the position that he plays and just more to do with like the idea of it being somebody. Like the Nuggets just had JR, uh, Bird. We have two game balls so far through the second round. Did I lose you guys? Right. No. no oh, really oh, so we did two, two uh, game balls through the second round and they are both from the bench. And it just yeah. shows like – this is why I was saying, like, if we rewatch the game, we'll be disappointed or not. Rodney Hood won that series, and he was off the bench. The Nuggets just didn't have the guy that could be the X Factor. Like, their star stepped up and matched the other team's stars. Right. And Denver allegedly has depth. You know, they had Monte that could do it, Beasley that could do it, Plumley. You know, all these and guys, just and just none of them, none of them did it. Like, just even one game, you just need, a, or one quarter even, for Barton to come in and just drain like five threes, and it just never happened. Um, so Birdman, yeah, I'm with you guys. Hi, uh, more. He was he's been incredible. Uh, Dante Jones, about the same. Well, I I didn't realize how important he was defensively. You know, um, yeah. So I I just would just say just because of his impact on Chris Paul more for me. About the same. Okay. Eric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like another one of these. I mean, if we weren't specifically talking about it, you just never would consider it. Yeah. his contribution again but yeah. he's i mean he's good like he's fine yeah yeah whoa, all right whoa, well whoa, that was fun it was Kim a fun martin. little it... oh yeah kenyon martin how come i don't oh i just skipped him on accident yeah kenyon martin this is I actually am, an interesting I am so one. much yeah, i am so I much a, more I a strong than, than what i remember he is so much better than i remember um Why? defensively like what he did in the first round on david west i thought and uh just kind of his toughness that he brought and he hits a lot more of those floaters than i remember are you even allowed to call what he shoots a, a runner yeah. it's like a, it's like all four limbs the <laughs> line just a line drive he's like not very smooth huh like he his jump is no. very it's quick as hell like he's a really quick jumper but it's just a quick rigid like his body his back almost looks like he has back problems the way he yeah, yeah he's like his game also has Tourette's I'm sorry I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, wow. he's, a, he's a little wow. he's wow. Little all right we gotta get out of we gotta get out of here I'm, yeah, for, me, for me I was super high Harrison on Kenyon so for oh, me it's actually a little yeah, bit lower yeah. than I remember but that's only because I was starting from a point of like he was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I was, just complete and total reverence. I'm like, you know, coming in, so. Dirk's killing him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. I do like how he attacks the basket, though, man. That guy just like he, I, you, you. We were talking online, uh, Brendan, about how he goes up and almost looks like he's hunting for contact. I think he is. I think he kind of knows. Yeah. Like, if you jump 40 inches in the air and at somebody who's not right quite ready for it, it's just a foul. So you just, it's almost right. like he's trying to do that and dunk on a person and. It's one of my biggest critiques of Jeremy Grant. He is yep. a super dunker. He's super long, super springy, quick jumper. He never tries to dunk on anyone. He only ever dunks in like open court or after he's broken by somebody. He has two posters this year, and both of them are guys jumping in like into harm's way, like completely terrible decisions. Not him being like, you know what, I'm just going to try to meet you at the mountaintop. Yeah. I don't know. He's a. Uh, it's funny because <laughs> – Every time they, or at least once a game that he's in, they they'll, they'll mention he was the number one pick, Kenyon Martin. And oh, yeah. to look at him in those it, through that lens, like it, it's like super duper disappointing. But he is such a pivotal player on this team, and they, he really is um, between he and uh, gosh, maybe Birdman and maybe Chauncey are like just really set this the the mood for the team. They they really um, just let I mean him 
checking oh, Dirk yeah. immediately in the first game that we watched just really set the the stage for what what was to come and like really established the tone that the Nuggets. That's the kind of stuff that that there. bullshit thing called analytics doesn't pick up. <laughs> wow. Coming in hot here. Show me the stats the and momentum. <laughs> the analytical fantasy. I can't remember the one. Yeah. It's really funny to to contrast him to Paul Millsap because I think Paul Millsap's fantastic. I think he's underrated, whatever. Probably lost his fastball a little bit, although his shooting has been incredible this year. But Paul Millsap is doing magic tricks on TikTok right now. It's like Kenyon Martin is shoulder checking Dirk Nowitzki into the baseline. It's like, it's like a real contrast right now. What if we, what if when we do finally come back, Paul Millsap does like pretends to pull, pull his thumb off and stuff in the post and uh, does magic tricks while on the court like he just can't let it go I, I, <laughs> magic is like a punchline now it's so funny that he's like you know what i should learn <laughs> magic, oh, magic. i can't wait till he's just upset it's like what if bob weiss got him into it <laughs> Bob Weiss got him hooked on magic, and now oh, he can't, baby. He can't put it down. Oh, baby. Oh, my gosh. All right, Harrison, take All us All right, home. guys. Uh, another. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Time to stay uh, we home. were just talking about these guys a second ago, but another local company that we need you guys to support uh, in the times that we are in, Strava Craft <laughs> Coffee. You guys can purchase it online for 20% off using the code DMVR20. Tag Strava and tag us when you guys are drinking. Post your pictures to Twitter. Uh, we want to see some shout-outs, so uh, let's see some of those. Again, guys, purchase online for yeah. 20% off using the code DMVR20. Strava Craft Coffee supporting our partners is supporting us. So help these guys out.